Welcome, church and ministry leaders. You have found the Effective Church Leaders Podcast, and this is episode number three in our series, Best Practices of Effective Churches. I'm your host, Becky Holton, and I'm joined by my co-host, Carrie Holton. Yes, you are. Here we are. We are. And, And today we are answering the question, what do some of the most effective churches do to create ownership? And we really do appreciate you joining us, listeners. You bet we do. And yes, we are talking about four best practices of highly effective churches. I like this series. I do too. Really do. Best practice number one, if you remember, was get people moving. Best practice number two is embed the Bible in everything. I like that too. Mm -hmm. And today we want to talk about what effective churches are doing to create ownership. This is such a good one. And you know, most churches encourage volunteerism to support ministry needs, but these effective churches take the concept of serving the church I take it to a whole new level, I think. They inspire their people to own the vision of the church, to adopt it as part of their very identity. I don't go to church. I am the church. Could Well, it could easily be their motto, I think. That's right. We want to talk about three key strategies, honey, for creating ownership. But before we do, why don't we spend a few minutes defining what we mean by creating ownership and the value in doing so. That's a good idea. How would you make that definition or uh, help us understand this ownership idea a little bit better? Well, creating ownership is all about translating Christian beliefs into Christian behaviors. Ah, okay. What is it that church leaders should be after? What should be their goal? Well, for people to become mature followers of Jesus. That's the goal. Right. For people to truly change into the image of Jesus. And what we are saying in this podcast is that real behavioral change occurs when ownership is created. This best practice is all about creating ownership of a set of values that represent the vision and mission of the church, which, according to Scripture, is to go and make disciples. That is, best practice churches create that kind of ownership. Their congregations buy into the vision of discipleship that does result in behavioral change. There is a link then between creating ownership and spiritual transformation. Great explanation. I really appreciate that. And I guess we could say another way to look at what we're saying is this. There are churches who set the bar too low for their people. They're kind of just satisfied to have congregations filled with people who say they belong to their church. (laughs) You know, they attend faithfully and they're willing to serve or make a donation now and then, but that belonging bar is not high enough. It really isn't. Simply belonging does not get the job done for the Lord. The people who get the job done are those willing to embrace a value. Essentially, they say, I don't go to the church. I am the church, or we are the church. Good, good. That, you know, I think that might not be a bad slogan to put on a (laughs) t-shirt. I'm with you. Pass them out. I think it's a great reminder. I don't go to church. I am the church. That'd be a great t-shirt. I I like that. I'd like a t-shirt. Well, here's another illustration. Do what? I'd like a t-shirt that says that. You're just going to blow right over that, yeah, I was. 
Okay, Here, then. <laughs> here's an illustration of what we are talking about, T-shirt breath. Okay, then. One of the ministers of a church in New Jersey talked about knowing that the church, the church where he worshiped and attended, had a problem. He said, two years ago, our church leadership team acknowledged that we had a flaw in our philosophy. He said, we were doing great on the outside with lots of growth in attendance and activities, but we weren't developing disciples who modeled Christ. All our ministries, he said, were need-specific and too often independent of the whole. We felt this produced immature believers, people coming to church to get their needs met. Very self-centered. The focus, he said, was on what was in it for them rather than what they were doing for Christ and others. The disciplines necessary to take the next step of growing in Christ and contributing to the church as a whole were missing in their lives. This is an interesting contrast, I think. It's churches that tend to be self-centered versus those that are other-centered. Right. We could say, you know, church members that come to church for what they can get out of it versus those who become unselfish servants of Jesus. What the Reveal survey discovered was that congregations in the top 5%, that top 5% we've been talking about of effective churches were people who were living out the vision of their church. They were adopting the values of Christ into their lifestyle inside and outside the church walls. Right, right. That's, that's big. It is big. In other words, the leaders of those churches that you're talking about came to recognize that merely belonging to the church is not enough. Showing up for weekend services and participating in select ministries that may appeal to a person's special interests are insufficient standards for growing as a disciple of Christ. Members of those churches strongly agreed that they cannot grow as a Christian unless they become an active part of the local church. They can't imagine living out their faith away from that context. Again, they don't just go to church. They are the church. They have T-shirts. But when it comes to inspiring and equipping people to live out the values of Christ-like behavior, uh, the natural inclination, I think, for church leaders is to reach for the traditional levers, such as volunteer programs, small groups, training for for leaders who lead these programs. Don't you think that's true? I do. And not surprisingly, best practice churches take advantage of all of these levers. However, their goal is not to build up these programs The goal is to change behavior. That's good. The end result is far different. Yeah, I I think that's very interesting. It seems to start with a different take on the goal, not to build up programs, but to change behavior. That's the goal. So what do those best practice churches do to create ownership and change behavior? Well, let's talk about the first strategy. Okay. It is to empower people to be the church. Love that. Expand on that a little more. Okay, sure. Empowerment takes place when people feel they have the authority to live up to a set of expectations. Mm. Best practice ingredients for a successful empowerment strategy include inspiration, modeling, and clarity of purpose about what the expectations include. 
Right. And for our listeners, uh, here's an example. One minister of one of the best practice churches spoke of empowering people to live into the vision of being the church in three ways. He says, first, you have to preach it. That is, teaching is so important. It's just imperative. The slogan, I am the church, becomes then part of the annual vision casting series. I like that. And then the second one, he says, is you have to reinforce it. So beyond teaching, their church dedicates a wall in their church building to visual images that illustrate what I am the church looks like. So get this. They distribute response cards regularly to capture and communicate stories church members share in answer to this question. And the question is, how are you being the church this week? I like that too. Isn't that good? Mm -hmm. And then the third way, he says, is you have to do it. So you preach it, reinforce it, and then you have to do it. That is, you have to be the church and serve as Jesus would serve. So every fall, hundreds of attenders join together for a weekend of community serving. And I might add, they all put on t-shirts that say, (laughs) we don't go to church. We are the church. I'm just saying. You're not going to give up on that t-shirt, are you? No. (laughs) I like that one. (laughs) Well... Well, you know, not surprisingly, volunteer hours run high at the best practice churches that empower their members to be the church. I'm sure they do. Yeah. People giving 20 to 25 hours a week on top of full-time jobs are not uncommon. Wow. These people see themselves as stakeholders, Mm -hmm. as contributors to the vision of Christ and the church. And I think this fits in well with something else we learned from the book, Move. Everything in the Reveal survey said that people want to be challenged. We see. We need to say that again. I, I think so. People don't really, they're not looking for pillows to sit on. Right. They want to be challenged. Instead of handing them uh, the proverbial fish, people want church leaders to provide them with the fishing line so they can find out what it's like to catch one on their own. So church leaders, whatever you can do to empower your people to actually be the church will help to create ownership of the church's values. Very good. Okay, let's go to strategy number two. Okay. Here it is for creating ownership. Equip people to succeed. Mm. Best practice churches train their people. The leaders of these churches feel that church leadership is all about equipping. Well, I think that's straight out of Ephesians 4, isn't it? Absolutely, straight out of that verse. And and I also thought there was an interesting statistic in the book, too. And it is 53% of congregants within best practice churches strongly agree with the statement, quote, I know and use my spiritual gifts to fulfill God's purposes, quote. And, and I think the concept of spiritual gifts, of course, is not new. In fact, it dates back to Paul's letter to the Ephesians and to the Romans and his first letter to the church in Corinth. But the very intentional focus of best practice churches to equip their people, you know, to prepare them to do something by arming them with training and tools, it offers a message of encouragement to church leaders. And the message is, aim high and to expect people to not only be willing to serve but also to have an appetite for learning and training that will make them capable of equipping others very good yes well let's take us into the third strategy hun for creating ownership i'll do it 
Okay, now, uh, this one. This one may be a real challenge for many of us. I think they all are. <laughs> yeah, well, true. Strategy number three is hold people accountable. Yep. <laughs> that's, a, that's a game changer. The idea here is that if people are in relationship with other Christians, spiritual growth can be automatic. Why? Because they are in close, healthy, and honest relationships that allow God talks to happen. Mm. I, and, you know, I thought this was an interesting example from the survey of best practice churches. One church tells their church members that if they have only one hour to spend on spiritual growth, they should attend their life group or small group instead of weekend services. Wow, now that's interesting. Isn't that fascinating? What's your thought on why they encourage that? Well, I would imagine because small groups provide the environment of relational trust that is necessary for true accountability. I agree. There must be some level of mutual accountability. And small groups provide the setting where trust can be built that fosters mutual accountability. Yes. And, you know, interestingly, 75% of church members in these best practice churches met with a small group at least once a month. And that compares with 50% on average for the rest of the Reveal database. You know, honey, I think the key here is that best practice churches expect small groups to go beyond providing community, which I would say may be the primary goal for small groups in most churches. I, I agree. Where, where where they are intended to provide a place to connect and form friendships. And, you know, these goals are important at all churches. The best practice churches, however, expect small groups to be the place for what we might call God talks, where people face and resolve issues. I like that term, God talks. Um, we sometimes never get to that level. No. And and this other fact may surprise our listeners. Best practice churches are not striving to increase their number of participants in small groups. Isn't that interesting? interesting? Mm-hmm. Numbers are not their goal. Their goal is accountability, mm. providing a safe environment for helping people face and process issues, you know, and become like Christ. That's very interesting. Time. You know, I found this interesting, too. One of the ministers of these best practice churches explained it this way in the book. He said, if you are not accountable, you will not change. The heart of the church he serves is to help people change. Wow. Yeah. Well, you can't, you can't raise the bar unless you add accountability in. Right. I think. And the goal of best practice churches then is it's to provide their people with accountable relationships, which means a trust-based community of people who will help them look honestly you know, like in a spiritual mirror, so that they can get rid of the blinders that keep them from growing into mature followers of Jesus. And, you know, hun, honestly, if we're not adding an accountability piece, I think that we're just going to grow anemic spiritual connections. I think you're right. And and certainly what we're talking about might be a paradigm shift for many churches mm-hmm. to really become the followers of Jesus to become people whose attitudes and actions change, we must come to own the values of Jesus. Right. Which means that church leaders must then find ways to create ownership of those Christ-like values. 
I think we've proven that we can inspire people to belong to a church. The question is, can we inspire them to own the discipleship agenda of Jesus? That's the challenge. That is the challenge. But as this survey revealed, people want the challenge. They mm-hmm. really do. So, mm-hmm. well, friends, we'll wrap this up. And thank you for joining us for this week's episode of the Effective Church Leaders podcast, where we provide the practical support and important information that helps you, church leaders, more effectively carry out your responsibilities. God bless you all. 